Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. All right. Welcome to The Friday Habit. <laughs> hey, Mark. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing awesome. I just turned 36, so uh, let's go. Feeling good, feeling good. Yeah. Halfway to 72, as I like to call it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I'm happy today because we have uh, Pamela Gail Johnson on the podcast, and she uh, is an author who wrote uh, Practical Happiness. And I'm hoping to glean some information on, on how I can maintain my happiness and uh, maybe principles to uh, improve my life. So I don't think you need any more happiness, Mark. <laughs> it might just start getting a little annoying at that point. So. <laughs> well, you know, Pamela Gail Johnson founded the Society of Happy People in 1998. She created the first three globally celebrated happiness holidays and is the author of Practical Happiness, Four Principles to Improve Your Life. She was an award-winning salesperson for American Express and Staples and now helps leaders and teams create happier workplaces, uh, workplace cultures. Pamela, welcome to the Friday Habit. Thank you guys so much for having me on. And you guys do look pretty happy. You just did Celebration, <laughs> which is one of our 31 types of happiness when you celebrate a birthday and you cannot have too much happiness. The, the, oh, just, okay. Got it. Not even Good to an know. <laughs> See, I, I knew I it. I take back my comment. I apologize. I, I will be silent for the rest of the episode. <laughs> But no, you see, you get to have as much happiness as you want in, in some of the smart. So like, you don't have to have okay. the same amounts. You can have different amounts. Gotcha. That's there okay. There you go. That, that's what it is. It gets to the first principle of the book, which is happiness is personal. So ah. no, no two of us will necessarily, you know, um, either find and or want the exact same amount of happiness. But I, I don't know too many people who secretly <laughs> hope like, to I'm have good. happiness zappers, but we'll but see. It, but the problem is the problem is I'm always trying to push my happiness on other people who are not happy. And they're <laughs> like, it to yourself, yeah, Mark. they're like, why are you so happy? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't well, we, we can discuss the, the pitfall of that. <laughs> okay, good. Well, Hey, um, first of all, I just want to kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, uh, you know, when your book came across my desk, I was like, Oh, this is right up my alley. I like happiness. And so, but I would love to, to hear about kind of what brought you to that space. I mean, I can imagine reading your bio that, uh, you were just crushing it at your jobs because you're happy. And then you're like, wow, like why, why am I having so much success and other people aren't? And you, distilled that down to your attitude of happiness or what, what's the, what's the story there? Well, okay. So prior to those corporate jobs in, in the bigger corporations, I worked, uh, in the self-help field for an addiction, mental, in the addiction and mental health fields for about a decade. And it was at the height of the self-help movement. So again, y'all were probably in school, but you got all your mom talked about what Oprah was saying, or maybe Jerry Springer, or just some of these different self-help guru, gurus, you probably know their names. And I just kept thinking by being in the field, I was like, well, we're all happy people. We spend a lot of time overcoming our wounds or problems or whatever. But like, where are all these happy people? That was really this kind of burning question I had, even though I worked in the field. 
And so that's really what got my interest in, in happiness. And around the same time I started the Society of Happy People, there, the positive psychology movement research came out. And that's where we really started learning and looked at happiness in the workplace. So for the next, last couple of decades, we really put a lot of research into how does happiness help you? Like we all know happiness feels good, right? I mean, do you really, even if you're, you have different levels of happiness, do you ever really wake up and go, you know, I am really no queen. I spend the whole day being chronically cranky because, you know, that's how I want to feel. No. 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 Can't say I've yeah, never experienced that. Yeah, yeah. Nobody really wakes up with that as an aspiration. Now, it happens because sometimes maybe we're really going through a difficult experience. Maybe we just got laid off. We got a pink slip or whatever. Or it, even in our robust economy, there's still some changes going on. So maybe you had a boss you loved and your boss got promoted. <laughs> and now or they went to a different company and you're like, you know, which idiot am I going to work for now? I mean, that's what team sort <laughs> right. of thing. If you own your own business, I know no entrepreneur who says, and prior to, by the way, prior to those careers, my first out of college job was junior achievement. So teaching kids about okay. business and entrepreneurship was, was I did that for five years. Um, but no, I don't know why entrepreneur is like, you know what? I have absolutely nothing to do on my to-do list. At best, you say right. I have... My must-do's done. All of today's <laughs> right. must-do's are done, but I still have 99 things on the list if I had a magic wand that I would like to have accomplished or, or whatever our number is. So we, we don't aspire to that, but like I said, those things happen. Now, what, what we sometimes, I think, are challenged by with happiness, and so that's at work or wherever, but again, as these, this research started coming out, we started basing happiness on science. Everything was about the science of happiness, so, mm. so to speak. And science is great, but happiness really starts with what's between your, your, your ears or your eyes. It starts with what are you looking for? It starts with what do you want. But as you guys just have kind of alluded to, Mark, it sounds like you have a higher happiness set point than maybe you do, Ben. So it doesn't mean you're not both happy. You can both be happy, but it, might be you might be a little bit more content or in a more peaceful state you know you may look at happiness like that and you may be wanting to be more like fun and on a roller coaster and just you know saying yay and laughing and it, it. so your your energy vibe of happiness for your set point could be higher and then again there's nothing unhappy about either experience it's just they're different and so uh, when you said happiness, and when you look at the success of happiness, uh, whether it's in entrepreneurship, and actually entrepreneurs are happier than people who are in a traditional workplace environment, typically. Uh -oh. Studies show that, even though they work more hours and sometimes for less actual money, uh, they're happier, by the way. I did, I did some interviews on that one year, and that was probably like two or three years ago, pre-COVID, so it could be like three or four years ago. But um, I did some interviews of, about that set point. Um, so they are more successful. I mean, people, when, when we're happy, we attract, you know, we attract more positive experiences, even if we're dealing with chaos. Let's say we're dealing with an unhappy customer that I don't care where you work or if it's an internal or an external customer, you're going to sometimes know somebody's not happy with something and you're going to deal with it different if you wake up and you're feeling good, because that's how I define happiness when we naturally feel good. When you're feeling good versus, you know, if you're waking up and you're like, my head hurts, my face, I got sinuses going on because it's spring, my eyes are running, 
And I, you know, when I curl up in a ball because I'm having a sinus attack, that's not a happy day. Health-wise, you're, you're going to deal with it better when you're feeling good. And, and then everybody has a more positive experience. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So like happiness to you is like when you're feeling good. Naturally. When you're naturally. Oh, nat- when you're naturally feeling good. Okay, I gotcha. When you're naturally feeling good. So like, weird question, but... Does this count as happiness when someone is, you know, you're working with somebody and maybe they're a super negative person and they're like, oh man, today this happened. And, and they like being like, you know, saying like, oh man, this got me down and now this happened to me. And oh man, I'm feeling kind of frustrated about this. Does that, is that actually making them happy to say those things and to complain? You know what I mean? Is that like where they're most happy? <laughs> is complaining this a you know form I mean? of happiness? <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking like, that's a really no, weird question, a question. But you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, why else would they do it unless it makes them feel better in some weird way? Do you know what I mean? Is that still achieving happiness for them, even though they're uh, like complaining and be like, uh, you know, is that, are they getting some kind of pleasure out of that, I guess, or is that making them happier? Weird question. I think it's, it's not a weird question because we all deal with that, right? In fact, I did a LinkedIn yeah. thing the other day on uh, coexisting with chronically cranky people. And, you know, we have people <laughs> like who, the title. who are, are commenting on that. So it's not a weird question. And it's very situational. So we like to say happy zappers are managed. So what is something in the last 24 hours that happened that zapped each of your happiness? Uh, good question. Mark Sark, I can't think of anything. Uh, think for a second. He's like, what do you mean zap my happiness? What does that mean? It can be oh, zapped? Well, uh, uh, that's going to you. Okay, so let's just say you're you're vibrating on a, like a seven hmm. as far as how your feel-good day. I'm at a yeah. seven, and it causes you to maybe go to a six, or maybe it causes you to go to a one or a zero or a negative, but it just kind of lowers your happiness yeah. feeling. I'd say there's like a problem with a website with one of our clients and the tool we were using to fix it was broken. So I couldn't fix it for them right away. So I was like, oh man, it's kind of a bummer. I wish I could fix it right away because it's kind of sucks for it to not be working for the next couple hours until I can get it working again. So that was kind of a bummer. Right. So that falls into a couple of categories. So for you, that was, okay, so I define happiness zappers and the principle to the book is happiness zappers are manageable. So I define them hmm. as unhappiness, stress, chaos, fear, and annoyances. So you just described something that was chaotic for the client, for sure, because their site's not working, <laughs> possibly out of some stress for them and stress for you. So you're dealing with some, you know, some happiness zappers. It might even end up being an annoyance. I define annoyances as something you're not going to remember a year from now. Okay. But it, here's what's good. When this is going on, if you're just like in that space of like, well, everything happens for a reason and it's all going to work out when it works out. Yeah. You know, if you're in that mindset, in that space, Mark. you're not necessarily identifying it. So that couldn't be your solution. But you really do have to say, hey, this is causing some unhappiness for myself and my customer. This is causing not my best situation. So you have to identify it. That's part of doing what we call creating a zap map, which is a zapper management action plan. Then you divide it into <laughs> it's a I love controllable <laughs> or uncontrollable or a bit of both. And so probably what you were dealing with was it was a little bit of both. There are certain elements you couldn't control, like mm-hmm. a, when you could get it fixed because you were depending on somebody else. Um, so, so that falls into that category. 
you may be long-term thinking, okay, now I know how to set something up. So this will happen again. So you're, that part's maybe a controllable right. situation. So there's some elements to it, but then you go to add the actual plan. And in your case, you can only communicate with the customer. Hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm being told as far as when I can get what I need to do to fix it. And you know, then you have to wait that cycle out. Then you can put it sort of in the God box or it'll fix what it fixes, but you have to create that plan. So when you're talking about venting or talking about it, I think it's fair to vent and talk about something so that you can find a solution. But if you're just wanting to vent so that somebody feels sorry for you or people can say you're just a super victim, I, I know somebody I deal with, um, deal with it writes me a lot like they don't they, they hate their job they hate this they hate that i'll never be happy and i'm like you know i think happiness is just way too high of an aspiration for you and it sort of stops them in their tracks <laughs> what? Whoa. Like, you know what maybe uh, you shouldn't be happy <laughs> well that's well, that that's happiness is too good for you it's, it's not it isn't, isn't like big picture, but if you're in this space that you hate things, like that's the emotion you're vibrating at. For me to try to ask you, even if I'm looking at your problem and saying, hey, here's the three things you can do to fix this. But if you're over here in this emotion of hate, so when somebody's venting, if you will, if you're over here in this emotion, we just want to get the person to not hate. Like, let's just elevate you a little bit. Let's just elevate you yeah. to where you're just neutral. Like maybe you just don't feel anything for it. You don't dislike it, you don't like it. <laughs> just in the middle. Yeah. We're just neutral. Yeah. Let's let's start there. I, yeah. And then we'll see where we want to go. That kind of makes sense. I mean, it, yeah. Like make it make it suck a little less. It's kind of like going to the doctor and you got extreme pain. You're like, well, first let's get a little painkiller in you. And then we can think about how to, to recover yeah, from this. Yeah, situation. like do you have to have surgery or you're gonna be in a cast or you know, or is it low right. you know, medication for a week? Exactly. Like sometimes our happiness is just about feeling a little bit better than the moment we felt before. So Mark, this is what often happens when people hmm. have a higher, what I call happiness set point. So they just naturally see that glass is three quarters full and everybody else is seeing it may be half full. They, they, we have to see they want to elevate everybody with us. We want to say, I want you to feel as good as me. It's not like your intentions are bad. You're trying to be like, Hey, I want you to have it as much fun as I do. And the quickest way to get them to have less fun is when you're trying to pull them up and they're not giving you, they're not even like, yeah. and they're just slapping you. They're like, you're just annoying yeah. even more. But you, you, you can like, tell, chill out, yeah. man. My wife is going to really like to hear this. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to text exactly. her right now. Like, hey, you should tune in and listen to this episode. So if her step point's a little bit lower than yours because of whatever, because it's genetic, I mean, our, we do have to have a genetic predisposition to happiness some people just you know for like any talent we have some people are just more genetically predisposed to it just like some are genetically predisposed to being depressed or bipolar like they may never have the same now but because do, do you think it also can depend on maybe someone's history because uh, you know a lot of times i think for me is that I, i've experienced like probably the lowest lows that most people can experience and like and so Every day is like a, a a a measurement of that, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's not that <laughs> things are great. And and your the lowest of lows for you though might look different than the lowest of lows for somebody else. And again, if somebody sometimes is dealing with chronic, you mentioned pain, going to a doctor. If you deal with chronic pain every day, 
your happiness like, yeah. might be a little bit different than somebody else's. So I think what is always important for us, like my friend's c- person who hates everything. And I, I think she's just trying to challenge me to try to challenge her to be happy. And, and she gets, what happens is it shuts down when I tell her I'm not going to try to get her to be happy. She doesn't know what to do with that because I'm not going to mirror that. I'm not going to go mirror your hate mm. energy. I'm not, that's not who I am. So I'm not going to go with but I also can't ask you if you're like that far away. I can't ask you to even probably be in my own, my swimming pool, so to speak, because it's, it's just too far. Yeah. I can't maybe ask you to get to a chair, a lounge chair, you know, like maybe come into the pool. And right. Maybe try to get there versus out there where it's, it's, uh, you know, chaos on fire. And I think with, if, if your wife, if her set point isn't what yours is, for like I said, for whatever reason, it can be from medical to you're just tired because you have a toddler or your job or your just set points just genetically lower. I think you'll be surprised if you just sort of, you know, let her be where she's at and you still stay where you're at. You're, you're probably going to elevate her up a little bit more because happiness is contagious. It's, it, it is Contagion. Actually, you know, if you want to try something, so next time you're just walking down the street, now you can do that again, and you can be sort of within proximity of people. Just smile. Just smile at them. Oh yeah, I always smile. People instinctively smile back at you, right? Or eat a taco. Like, have you ever seen someone frowning eating a taco? Never. They will make you smile. <laughs> there's a place. I'm I'm in Omaha right now, and there's a place here called Hoppy Taco. And I just love to go there because it's just like fun. They sell like street tacos and um, poppy tacos. Yes, it makes you happy. Exactly. Just happy to have fun there and, and be happy. But yeah, for an experiment, and, and let's say for your entrepreneurs, if you're dealing with a cranky customer for right or wrong, you know, like let's say something just didn't go right in your business and you know, you're having to correct the problem. Um, even if you don't feel like smiling, Try either just talking to them on the phone or typing that message. I want you to smile while you do it, even if it's a fake smile, because that kicks off all of our happy endorphins and, and stuff inside of us, scientifically speaking. Hmm. There was a direct sales director, and this was probably 20 years ago, that hired an acting, um, acting coach to come to his sales team meeting to just teach his sales team to smile. And sales went up within three months by like 20%. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I mean, that tracks for me too. If I smile and I talk to my team, all of a sudden, like they're like, if I make a little joke when we're in a tough situation, like boom, like tension broken, let's start building and, and you know, find a solution. But as soon as that like heaviness is broken, it just makes such a big difference, whether it's a joke, a smile, or, you know, whatever it is. I, I that, that totally makes it. Same thing with sales, like you said. I've noticed for sure if I start off a conversation smiling with the person I'm talking to, they're much more likely to smile back and they're like, hey, you know what? This person's like, I don't know. Nobody wants to jump on a call with somebody that's just completely serious the whole time. It's like, eh, I don't know. That's me maybe. But it's just like that, that lightness helps. Telemarketing centers notice better results when they're, the team just smiles, you, you know, and they can't see the customer or whatever. Just they're smiling. Well, again, we've kicked off these happy endorphins which counter stress endorphins. Like, let's say when you're calling customer service, are you really usually calling because you're like, just wanting to say, hey, I just wanted to call and give you a kudo today that you're doing a great job. Doesn't happen a lot. So they're dealing with people are stressed out, like something went wrong, Mm -hmm. most likely. Now, some fixes are easier than others, but 
something went wrong. So they're dealing with a person that's stressed. And then the less stressed they can be, the, the better, the more uh, likely they're going to come to a win-win solution. Uh, and actually, you look at the book in, whoever has a copy of the book, look at humor. And there's a story from a guy named Terrell that's talking a little bit about what you're talking about. It's, I think you'll find it funny. And I don't recall it verbatim, so I don't want to. That's in the 31 types of happiness. I don't want to misquote Terrell's story, but it's a little bit about what you're talking about, about, you know, creating, creating a, a fun space. Hmm. That, yeah, that makes sense. What about like, um, when it comes to happiness, how much do like expectations play into happiness to you? You know, uh, if you're thinking, oh, I, you know, if I'm expecting my day to be awesome, does that set me up to be disappointed or does that actually help me be even happier? I think Mark and I probably have somewhat different uh, experiences with this personally. Um, I, I'm, I'm maybe, I don't want to put words in your mar- mouth, Mark, but I feel like you're, you're coming with the attitude. Everything's going to be awesome. And that makes you happier. And for me, sometimes setting my expectations a little lower mm-hmm. for some reason helps me because then my expectations are exceeded and I'm like, Oh, this is actually pretty good. So <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I get it because it's just like it's like the pessimist saying like, you know what, things right. are going to be terrible. And then when they're not they're like, oh, OK, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But p- people are different in that way. So, yeah, Pamela, what do you think about all that? Well, I think that's principle one of practical happiness. Happiness is personal. So it depends, gotcha. you know, it depends on who you are. So if you wake up with the expectation of I'm going to win the lottery. Let's say you're going to like, I'm going to win one of those $100 million lotteries today. Well, statistically speaking, that may not happen. So your expectations may not get, you know, get met. And you could be a little disappointed if you were actually already buying your mansion, if you were going on on tours. So I, I think it depends a little bit on what your expectation is. But I do also think that right. is that is about the situation and maybe who you are as to you know, what works, hmm. what works best for you. And you certainly need to do what works best for you in that situation. I know when, um, so the first year my, and, and my mom passed away like 17 years ago now. So it's been, it's been a long time. So I have hmm. no super big expectations, but everybody always says, well, the first year's the hardest. And, um, I was like 38 when it happened. So they say the first year's the hardest. So I remember like that Christmas it happened in September. So like at Christmas, I had zero expectations. Maybe I had negative expectations. About it being this kind of normal holiday. And as I got, as I finished the holiday season, which I'd really wanted to just barricade myself for like three weeks and then come out in January, um, you know, I was like, well, that went better than I thought. And it's because I set my expectations low. Like it wasn't going to take a lot to exceed them, but I set them really low. Right. And I had more happy moments. Than I, than I thought I would because my mm. mother always spent a couple of weeks with me around Christmas. So I was like, okay, but that was, that was a t- it was a time for me to set low expectations. Now, most days I probably said like, I just assume I'm going to have a good day. I wake up and I just assume it's going to be a great day. I don't count on winning the lottery. So I do try to have that practical mm-hmm. component. But in general, I also don't think something horrible is Today sucked. I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is disappointing when I go check my ticket, but um, <laughs> yeah, I still buy them. But I don't expect it. So, so I do try to keep a practical, you know, element. But in general, I'm not thinking, oh, well, I'm going to talk to somebody today who's going to be annoying, or you know, I, or who's going to really poke my 
put my buttons on me. I wake up most days like, oh, it's going to be a pretty good day. All right, we're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, you go to thefridayhabit.com. There you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Friday Habit.com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.